Welcome to the CTG Nation podcast, episode 57, Action Sermon 7 on Resiliency. According to the American Heritage Dictionary, resiliency, or to be resilient, means to be capable of returning to original shape after being bent, stretched, or compressed, or to be elastic. A second definition is recovering quickly as from misfortune or illness. Some other words for y'all to think about, endure, survive, perseverance. So according to the new Oxford American Dictionary, to endure is to suffer patiently, especially during something painful or difficult. Survive, continue to live or exist, especially in spite of danger or hardship. Perseverance, persistence, in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. We're going to dig into those a little deeper after this quick ad. All right, guys and gals, so digging into resiliency. I thought of this after the after this most recent SWAT comp. Um, there's a lot of different words that you think of when you think of resiliency. Some people add resiliency training in the military. Some people just think of like being resilient through their personal experiences, be it in law enforcement or just personal hardships. Right. Um, and like I said, is what made me think of this was just the competition and just being, being resilient. And it, it can be very complex. You can get into the psychology of it and, or it can just come down to just not being a pussy and sucking it the fuck up. Um, another reason I thought of this was uh, because of the type of society that we're in, right? It's very obvious to us in law enforcement, especially if you're a person on the road, that uh, the world is just not as resilient as it used to be. Um, I'm not <laughs> that old. I've got people that listen to this podcast that are younger than me, older than me, uh, everywhere in between, obviously they're closer to my age because that's, you know, Bobby's age, my age, Kyle's age. Um, but society is, is not very resilient. Um, we saw that during COVID, we see it during even the slightest quote, natural disaster. Obviously there's been a lot of bad stuff that happens, but you know, couple inches in South Carolina and people lose their fucking mind, right? They're not very resilient when it comes to cold weather. Um, just how that's opposite for other locations. Um, so society right now is, um, suffering from a soft, selfish lifestyle of convenience and instant gratification, in my opinion. And how this influences uh, law enforcement or really any type of first responder. Um, I know for our department, and I'm sure it's like this everywhere, we're, we're receiving more calls for service than ever, regardless of what people say about fuck the police and everything that's been happening over the last couple of years. Um, people are calling us more. Um, is that necessarily... Um, leading to more cases, more prosecutions, more violent crimes. Some places, yes. Some places, no. Um, but a lot of ours um, are not really law enforcement issues, to be honest. I'd say probably half the calls 
um, don't have anything to do with uh, me enforcing the law. Um, so this soft society has led to more calls for service, uh, which obviously leads to more complaints, be it if the officer you know, is kind of overstretched because of all these calls for service or just their plain ignorance of the law and not understanding what we can and cannot do for somebody. Um, and then obviously this creates other obstacles for law enforcement where like <clears throat> your calls for service are bogging you down. Um, you know, you're not making good decisions on the road because you're just fucking tired. There's the overtime, um, different obstacles, even getting into, um, you know, having court more often, having to go to family court hearings, civil court hearings um, for a lot of different things that we might get subpoenaed for. Um, so how do we push, how do we push back on this? Um, again, this is just from my experience. I'm not like some resiliency coach or some professional psychologist or anything like that. Um, this is just from, you know, stuff that I continuously read and stuff that I've experienced, obviously stuff that I've talked to Bobby and Kyle about and anybody else that listens that I talk to on a regular basis. So how do we push back on this and to build resiliency? So you're going to build it by building other aspects of your life, right? So some of that is going to be by default, just by experience. So this is just going to be life experience um, and com combined with just um, being in law enforcement and you just have that experience for calls for service and in your area and you kind of know what to do and you know how to handle stuff um, where you're going to be, you know, in a work perspective, you're going to be more resilient than a rookie. If you're, you know, a five, six year corporal, for example. Um, another thing that I've applied to myself and I've <laughs> failed that in certain aspects, but to learn from others. Um, so it kind of saves you some pain. Um, learn from other people's pain. Oh shit. I probably shouldn't do that. Um, another thing is positive and distracting thoughts. Um, a lot of, a lot of examples I give, um, are from sports, um, or from suffering from experiences in the military and stuff. And everybody's heard of these, um, to just think the opposite of what's going on. If you're like really, really hot and that's making you not think correctly, or you're uncomfortable, wherever that may, might be, if it's on a freaking call out, if it's just a regular call for service, um, or even if you're doing that to yourself uh, directly, like through a sauna or ice baths and stuff like that, think the opposite of what you're in. Um, a, a big one that I was always told was, uh, you know, people, oh, like, I can't do it. I'm going to fucking fail. I'm going to die, whatever. Uh, kind of simple ape brain. You're going to pass out before you die most of the time for anything that's physical, uh, like a physical struggle, right? Um, to kind of wrap that up with how we're going to push back and how to build resiliency is to um, just be consistent and disciplined with your growth. So what do I mean by your growth? I always think of it as mental and physical. Um, and they kind of, they kind of go hand in hand. Um, because I've, I kind of look at it now, now that I've gotten older, I do feel like I'm smarter and in better shape than other points in my life in some aspects. 
Um, obviously, I'm not you know running a 5K or a 10K as fast as I used to, which I hated doing anyway. Um, but 32-year-old Aaron is going to beat the shit out of 22-year-old Aaron. Guarantee it. Um, and that's just because of my continued growth uh, through continually learning, right? Um, which is, is kind of forced upon you in um, the military and law enforcement. Like you're always, you know, if you're at a, you know, if you're in a good unit or you're at a good department um, with going to different kind of classes, whatever it might be, whatever your MOS is, your career field, um, your specific practice within law enforcement. Um, but nowadays to counter that, you you have to go out of your way to do that more. Regular PT, I'm sure no law enforcement agency has a regular PT unless you're on a special unit. Um, going, whatever your physical goals are, if it's, if you're a runner, if you're a lifter, CrossFit, whatever, just that discipline over time makes it easier in the long run. We're now, I don't have to go to the gym every single day to maintain. Um, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to look like the Hulk. I don't want to be, um, some really skinny runner. I like that little in between. Obviously your goals are going to change over time. Um, that's just, I was just talking physical there for a minute, but, and then on the mental side of things, um, I usually, I usually think of like education, um, be it, you know, working towards a degree, uh, working towards certain classes, you got to get through the criminal justice academy, um, you just, you just keep building that and building that because if you could become stagnant, obviously your resiliency is going to go down because you haven't been challenging yourself, uh, mentally or physically. Um, and a little bit of my research I did for this or additional, additional research. Um, I did find this website, uh, that I encourage y'all to go look at. It's a pretty, pretty lengthy article. And then it has like some spinoffs from that, but it's, um, called the positive psychology.com. And they talk about the resilience theory. Um, you know, if you got time to do some reading or kind of think outside the box, uh, the more I started reading into this, um, I'm probably going to have a part two of this, um, obviously with somebody else to bounce some ideas off. Cause I can only go so far by myself. I mean, I have two pages of, of notes here. I'm going to be talking for maybe 15 minutes. <laughs> so, but just a intro to the resilience theory, um, the resilience theory argues that it's not the nature of adversity that is most important, but how we deal with it. When we face adversity, misfortune, or frustration, resilience helps us bounce back. It helps us survive, recover, and even thrive in the face of the wake of misfortune. Um, again, I always think of learning from your failures, be it in the gym, in the classroom, at work, like, how are you going to learn from those failures to be a better cop, to be a better dad, mom, uh, partner, uh, whatever. But it, it's always an interesting topic because it's almost like resiliency is almost open-ended. Um, you almost have to force yourself into those experiences to become more resilient. It's not as cut and dry 
Um, hey, you go to the gym and you have a certain workout regimen and you, you know, you get bigger, faster, stronger, whatever your goals are. Um, so I really look at resiliency as putting yourself in those hardships, challenging yourself, um, and then doing that consistently over time to where um, certain tasks will be easier for you so you can focus on other parts of the job or your life. Like I said, I'm probably going to do a part two of this. Like I said, I'm no expert. I'm not a psychologist. Um, I just like to talk about it because I think it uh, pertains to our profession more than most um, because we have to push back on um, negative work environments, uh, the experiences and shit we see on calls for service, um, how we deal with our admin staff to do our job. And sometimes those can almost be counterproductive, unfortunately, um, to keep ourselves healthy. I think we do have to be more resilient than most, especially nowadays dealing with this soft entitled society, not to mean to sound like a grump, but that's how I feel about it. So that's what I'm going to tell you as always. Um, if you like what I'm talking about, you know, reach out to us, um, on the IG, that's our number one platform. I actually had somebody from North Metro reach out to us tonight. Um, and we talked about some examples from the, uh, competition that they liked and how it pertained to what they dealt with out in the field. Um, specifically when it comes to running a 5k chasing a perp, um, which I liked, I want to see more of that. That helps us grow, it helps Valkyrie grow. Um, I know most a lot of that interaction. There's some some pages that are more interactive on Instagram. Some people are more interactive on on YouTube or whatever. We're just not there yet. Um, but definitely had a lot of growth of our own after the competition with the on the podcast and on the Instagram. Go over and going over a thousand followers finally. On Instagram, over 3,000 listens um, on the podcast. And then like our average listen and listeners are going up uh, for a while. We're floating in the 20s per episode. And this is averages over, over time over the last couple of years. So over 57 episodes. Um, that average is uh, over 50 uh, per week. So I kind of look at that as, you know, reaching out to, I mean, that's over a classroom full of people listening to what the fuck we got to say. So hopefully y'all like it, um, to help us grow and reach more people and, you know, have better interviews and it can just lead to growth overall for CTG, um, and for Valkyrie and anybody else we're affiliated with. Make sure you like share review and subscribe to everything CTG or any of the other pages we follow. Um, Facebook, Instagram's number one, um, and then the website, which we do have some, I got some old blogs on there. We got a shop on there. Um, it's all drop ship stuff. So it, uh, it's pretty inconsistent with some of the colors and sizes they have and stuff, but, um, it's more effective for us right now. Cause I wouldn't be able to ship out shirts and hats and stickers on a regular basis or anything like that. Cause we're all over the place till next time, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Just wait for part two.